welcome back to Pop Topic, where we're going to discuss the latest news for the second week of February 2021. I'm your host, Quentin Phillipson, and to help break everything down is my co-host, Tristan. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm always surprised what week of the month it is every time you say it. Like, it's the second week of February already. Every time you say what week of the month it is, I'm surprised. I'm <laughs> yeah. surprised man. yeah, that's the first news of the podcast every time is what week it is today. Because uh, I don't pay attention. Like, I don't count the weeks of the month or whatever, right? And then you always hit me like third week of November. I'm like, what? I thought November started like three days ago. And every time it's a surprise. I don't really pay attention either until like a minute before we record. I quickly check. So it's, it's always news for me too. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest news of the week, the actual date. <laughs> It's the biggest news for me, man. Yeah, you, you just blame the pandemic, Tristan. I feel like that's kind of made everybody forget exactly what month we're in, what day. Who knows at this point? Time doesn't matter. Yeah. We're out of stand. Yeah, time's irrelevant right now. So anything new going on, Tristan? I know time is irrelevant, but your life isn't. Uh, what, what's new with you? Not much is new. Um, I really haven't been doing much. Uh, no. I watched Heather's the other day. Have you seen that one? That was a good one. That was a What's it weird, called? It Heather's? Like no, I, I haven't, but actually Andrew saw it once. Yeah, it's on it's on Amazon Prime now. That's where I checked it out. Okay. Yeah, she watched it without classic. me when I was at work because she assumed I wouldn't like it. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those classic 1980s coming-of-age movies, sort of in a similar yeah. vein to like a Ferris Bueller's or something. Not quite as good as Ferris Bueller's. Oh, no, that one. Just about to ask, that wait, was... I like Ferris Bueller. Is this the comparison yeah. we're going with? Yeah, maybe, maybe not quite Ferris Bueller. It's it's a good one though. It's more of a dark comedy than Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club or not. Oh, dark comedy. Why? Wow, Tristan keeps throwing yeah. out comparisons that I like. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely more of a dark comedy. It's a little weird. It was good though. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was fun. I think it was a musical based. I thought it was a musical. I've heard some of the songs before. Cause I listen to, like show tunes all the time on Spotify. It's like. Because I like show tunes. And so I heard a lot of songs from Heathers. And so I thought it was a musical. Boy, was I surprised when it was about music. <laughs> Tristan was looking for another Hamilton replacement. I just like musicals, okay? Musicals are great. Nothing's as good as Hamilton, though, obviously. Well, that speaking of musicals, uh, just a few days ago, Christopher Plummer was just passed away. The, the lead from Sound of Music. Oh, shit, dog. I didn't hear that one. Oh, you never heard it? Oh, you didn't hear that. No, I don't think so. I've been working a lot the past couple of days, so I haven't been on, on the socials too much. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. So if, yeah, a few days from now, by the, by the time people are listening, it would have been like a few days from now. But yeah, pretty recent. Oh, okay, you know, I did see something on Twitter about someone passed away, but no one ever mentioned the name. I was sort of like, you know, I'm so sad or whatever. Like, I never saw a name. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. He must have been old. It's a leading sound of music. That's an old... Movie. Yeah, but he was still acting. He was also one of the leads in Knives Out. Oh, shit. Good for him. Yeah, he played the father that dies in the film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's, that it all. Yeah, he's been acting for a while. Yeah, and I saw Sound of Music in 2020. Uh, Me too. Pretty good. Oh, you saw it too? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, not too bad. Was, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. The last 30 minutes feel a little unnecessary. But not entirely. Like they lead up to it for sure. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. The music in it, I knew almost all the songs, and I was surprised. Yeah, I think I gave it a three point five out of five on Letterbox. It probably would have been a solid four if it wasn't for that last thirty minutes. Yeah, I really didn't need that. But no, I like it. It's a good. That song. and the, there's one kid who I noticed the entire time was useless. 
Like the second oldest daughter, I think it was, like the blonde daughter. She, I swear, she doesn't talk the entire thing except for when she says her name. She was utterly useless the entire movie. Yeah, I remember we had a discussion about this because you, you thought that kid was worse, and I thought there the youngest son. If you looked at him in the background, he would just be moving his lips up and down, and be like nom 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 to himself because he didn't really know how to sit still. Yeah, but he was a four year old boy. Yeah, That's but uh, all right, <laughs> he was in character. He was in character. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess the other one was a young girl, like what in the 1940s. So shutting up and being there was pretty much in character too. You know, uh, sound of music for the most part, very good. And yeah, Knives Out, he's great in that. So you know, uh, Christopher is a great actor. Sad that he passed away. Uh, The film that I just recently watched was I watched Raging Bull right before this podcast. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that one for sure. That is that Pacino in that one. No, but it's the other two members of the Irishman, De Niro oh. and uh, Joe Pesci. Okay, I, okay, I got, yeah, all right, all right, all right. I knew, like, some of those guys were in it. I guess I got the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah, he picked the wrong guy. But yeah, of course, says he also directed it, so it's literally the Irishman without Pacino. Oh, shit, okay. Was it good? I liked it. I liked it better than I thought I was going to. I still don't love it, because, you know, it's like boxing. Like more than the Irishman? Um, they're about the same. I like them both. Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas might be like maybe like Godfather. Like Goodfellas is probably like my favorite mob movie. Like if, I, if I'm gonna watch a mob movie, I'll probably pick Goodfellas. Well, well, well. We were comparing it to Irishman just because all the people are from it. This is not a mob movie. This is nothing like the Irishman. Oh, I thought, I thought you just said it was. My bad. I thought this was a mob movie. No, it's it's a boxing movie. It's more like Rocky. Boxing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Better than Rocky. I haven't seen Rocky. I will be watching that this You've year as well. Never seen Rocky? No. Who the hell are you? Who hasn't <laughs> seen Rocky? I'm not a big sport movie guy, but uh, yeah, but it's Rocky. Yeah, but I'll, I'm gonna start dip my toes in the boxing ring here because yeah, I watched Raging Bull, and in a few months I'll watch Rocky. I'm in no rush. It's on Netflix now, I think. Okay. Well, I'll probably check it out. I, once again, I'm more. Uh, especially because I just saw Raging Bull. I'm not really craving boxing anytime soon. I'm good to go for a while. Mm, I don't know. It's good. I would like to watch Rocky just to really see which one I think is the superior boxing film. Well, you got to watch all the Rockies. Come on. <laughs> I need to watch them all to compare it to Raging Bull. Well, in all fairness, a lot of people even argue that like Rocky 1 is, a lot of people consider Rocky 3 the best Rocky movie. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I I think I like one the best, but I understand why a lot of people like number three. Okay, interesting. I, I never heard of that. I always thought Rocky was the classic. No, yeah, Rocky three. A lot of people really like. Like that's the one that has the Eye of the Tiger and Eye of the Tigers in the third one when they, they play that song and stuff. I'm just gonna quickly check see if Rocky three's in the top one thousand films as well. I had no idea. Oh. Um. No, I don't think it is. Not just the first one. Yeah, just the first one. So I'll, I'll probably still watch that. I'll watch them all. The first one won Best Picture, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, first one won Best Picture, yeah. Yeah, the first one's probably more critically acclaimed than the third one. I think there might be more of a fan favorite kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. More like a cult yeah. favorite. Yeah, probably more like a cult favorite, yeah. Oh, I can see that. They're all good except for freaking Rocky Five. We don't talk about that. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll do a Rocky ranking with the five Rocky movies and the two Creed movies. 
You fool. Quit. There are six Rocky movies and two Creed movies. Can't forget about Rocky Balboa. Oh, sorry. Yes. How could I forget? We actually we saw that one in theaters back when we were kids. I don't know if you remember that or not. Was that like, the one we, we were, saw? We were, I thought it was Rocky yeah. Four that we saw. No, it was Rocky Balboa for sure. That makes more sense. It came sense. out in like 2006 or something like that. Or 2004. Yeah, I remember I watching know. one of them. Yeah, it was Rocky Balboa. It's the one we saw in theaters. Yeah, I remember nothing about it. Yeah, I remember very little about it. Yeah. I do. I, I remember more about the theater because it was like a very weird setup. Oh, really? I don't remember anything about the theater. Yeah, well, I just remember like the entrance and then like the path we had to take to get to the entrance and just the building. Remember more about that than Rocky Balboa. So I don't know what that says about the movie. Or just you. <laughs> yeah, I was just so fascinated with the building. And then I was like, oh, boxing? All right, well, I'm zoning out. Quinton was destined to be an architect from a young age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was the Ted Mosby of uh, our yeah. generation. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I uh, watched Rocky Bell, but, or sorry, I watched Raging Bull. I did not watch, well, I guess I technically did when I was six, but yeah, yeah this week I watched Raging Bull. Uh, and then, yeah, I didn't really watch anything else that noteworthy. You like Chaplin, Tristan? I recommend if anybody wants to watch a silent film, Sherlock Jr., top five silent films of all time. It was, it was fantastic. But uh, I'm pretty sure that is 1% of the demographic. Yeah, there's one guy out there going, that's what I was wanting. <laughs> yeah, he's quickly writing it down. I was always like, fucking right, Sherlock Jr. This, this is it. Yeah. yeah, but absolutely phenomenal. Uh, best film I've seen in like 2021 so far. Really? Uh, which I've only, what, it's been like a month and eight days. I haven't seen that many f- great films, but. Well, you saw Pretty Young Woman in 2021. Promising oh, Young Woman. Promising I always young woman. Say name wrong. I always okay. say Pretty Young Woman. <laughs> pretty Young Woman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let's take that back. Yeah, no, definitely Promising Young Woman was better. That's not a contest. Well, Pretty Young Woman. Is that one better? Um, I don't know. There's probably a movie, there's probably a movie called that. It's 50-50, yeah. We should watch yeah. it now. We, I, I feel like I have to. Yeah, you have to. You've been pr- promoting it for the last, like, three podcasts. Yeah, I always get the name wrong. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, speaking of Promising Young Woman, not Pretty Young Woman. Maybe that'll be 2022's Golden Globe year. But. Hopefully. Uh, the really the big story for at least to me, I don't know how close just has been following the Globes, but Promising Young Woman absolutely destroyed the Golden Globes this year. I'm so happy. Wait, has the ceremony already happened? Well, no, but it got way more noms than people were expecting. Oh, for, man, that means nothing. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I missed the ceremony already. Not that I care, because they trans freaking... Leslie Autumn Jr. out of a freaking nom for Hamilton. And after that, I'm like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And so I I, I stopped looking at the list, so I didn't check. <laughs> I like how that's what Tristan checked Tried to that one, I'm like, that's bullshit, and I hit the X button. The Golden Globes were really wild this year. A lot of their noms didn't make that much sense. I do love, though, I did see this one, how Minari is nominated for Best Foreign Film, and it says what country it's from, and it says USA. Yes. I love that. That's great. Yes, it's hilarious. It's so stupid. Oh, it's so, yeah, it is so bad. It just looks horrible. Uh, I have a photo of it saved on my phone. It's so funny looking. I think I was the one that showed it to you. I think I put it in the chat. uh, Either you put it in the chat or I saw it on Twitter. Probably both, honestly. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh, I love it, though. It's such a funny photo. Yeah, Ford film, Minari, a film from USA. Yeah, hilarious. I like it. It's foreign language. Come on. It's an American movie. It's so American. And if it wins, it is just going to be even more ridiculous. If you were the ones who made that movie, right, and and it wins, I want to freaking show up. I would, yeah. I would not show up. I don't think they will. I think... I think they would be like it would be so such it, it would be so disrespectful that there's one award that all of the foreign countries are able to compete for for the award ceremonies and they give it to an American film like that would just be an absolute disrespect. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking like this movie shouldn't be put in that category. This movie should have a shot at every other category on the board there. It should yeah. have a shot at best actors, best male actor, you know. Best supporting actor, best supporting actress for sure. With the, the grandmother, she most definitely deserves a not. You know what I mean? Like best overall drama. Like there's so many other categories that should have been nominated for that I didn't get a shot to be nominated for because it's sixty percent another language. That's it's bullshit. Yeah, it was a complete joke. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I hope that they don't show up and get the award because I think they will win. I think because it's, it has the most English in the movie, I think the Golden Globes might vote for it. And, I mean, I haven't seen any of the other contenders or another round of things nominated, but I haven't seen any of the other ones nominated. It's just a really good movie. Of the two I've seen that are nominated for it, I'd, I'd give it to Minari for sure. I think I have another round ahead of it by one placement on my ranking, but I'm very high on both. I love both films, so I have no issue. Well, I do have an issue with it winning, but I they are both worthy of a win despite it being a foreign film win. Yeah, it's a stupid, it's yeah. a stupid category. Like they're both good films. I mean, like, I think the whole category of foreign film in general is just stupid. Just let all the movies go into all the categories. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, it's strange, because it's not even really a f- style of film, like an animated movie. Like, that's in its own category, because it's a style of filmmaking. A foreign film isn't a style. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just other countries that made genre. films. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really stupid category. Yeah, it's always been an odd category. I feel like the Oscars kind of diminish it more and more every year by having more and more foreign films appear in Best Picture or appear in other categories. Like, they have gotten good with that with Roma and now Parasite. Like, every year it seems to kind of blend the foreign genre, so it's good. Yeah. At least as of late. And if Minari gets nominated, it'd be three foreign films. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, at least with the Oscars, like and actors and stuff can can get nominated for best actor and things like that. I don't know. I think last year I think it was, there was an actor for a foreign film and best actor. Or was it two years ago? Um from a foreign film nominated for best actor. I've never seen one win, but like at least they get nominated and stuff. Yeah. Looking at the Globes here, and we also had the SAG Awards. I don't know if you followed that one, Tristan. Hamilton wasn't eligible, so I'm, I, I assumed you tapped out. The only SAG news I followed today was that Donald Trump resigned. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Or was that coming up later? No, no, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? Donald Trump sent in a, a, a very angry worded letter to the SAG. SAG what's the other word? SAG AFTA? SAG, SAG something like that? BAFTA? Um, SAG, yeah, yeah. That one, uh, to the union there, saying how he he, resi- he wants to re- he, he resigns from the union because the union doesn't represent him, 
even though he put in lots of great work on many movies, such as Home Alone 2 and Zoolander. <laughs> he lists the movies he was in. And I, I love how shitty the list is. Uh, <laughs> famed movies. Like, is that interesting? Should we do a ranking of all the films that Trump has uh, partaken? He's only been in three, but I'm probably down to rank them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ranking three movies. Be a great podcast. Especially if we can have a guest star of Donald Trump appearing. We probably well. It depends on what, what social media they're putting on. He's been banned for most of them. That's true. That's true. Is he banned from Podbean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is he allowed to podcast about Home Alone too? That's the questions we want answers to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, the I feel like this week has really been the first week that feels like the awards is finally coming in. We got the Globes nominations and the SAG nominations. And there's a lot to kind of note here over these two nomination announcements. Uh, the first one being, I was wrong about Mank. I think last podcast, I was just p- placing my bets that I don't think it's going to get a Best Drama nomination from the Globes. Uh, I could not be more wrong, Tristan. It got by far the most nominations of the night. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like I said, the, the Globe Globes are done by the Hollywood Press. And so I think even though we know the Oscars loves movies about movies, you got to think the, the Hollywood press is going to love movies about movies even more. And this is a a pretty well-done movie about one of the most iconic movies of all time. This feels like something totally up their alley. And it's stylistic and artsy. And we know that they don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to good movies and stuff. But if something just seems of high quality, they're probably going to just assume it's good and give it lots of, a, uh, lots of noms. No, I agree. Uh, so Mank was really the big runner here for the Globes. Trial got five nominations, which was also fantastic for them. And then, as I already said, Promising Young Woman walked away with four nominations. So they got the third most of the night, which is crazy. I had to put into perspective, they were only eligible for four nominations. So they got all four that they could have possibly got, which I was... Well, four were they... Um... They got Best Drama, which was crazy, Best Director, Best Actress, which we all saw coming, and then Best Screenplay. And those were the only four that they submitted for, or why were they only allowed for the four of them? Those were the only four that they could have gone in for, because the Globes only has like eight different nominations, and obviously Promising Young Woman doesn't qualify for Best Actor, because there isn't one, and then Best Supporting and Best Supporting Act, Best Supporting Actress and Actor, also, they don't have any contenders for those, so... Like, Bo Burnham couldn't be seen as a contender for Best Supporting Actor? Nobody's brought it up. Somebody said it once as a joke, I think, the day before. Like, oh, you know, knowing the Globes, and they like comedy. They might throw Bo Burnham I on was, there. I was really surprised that a uh, this went for Best Drama and not Best Comedy. Because that totally seems like a Golden Globe move. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like a Globe move, but I love it. And they went against, tiptoe against a lot of big competition here. And they're in the top five, according to the Globes. I mean, I think they're in the top five for pretty much all of those things of the year, at least from the movies I've seen. Obviously, I haven't seen everything, but I, uh, I've seen a lot, and I, um, I would put them in top five of all those categories. Yeah, so they were very high on Promising Young Woman, so I'm very high on Globes right now, just for that alone. I thought there a lot of their nominations were pretty whack, especially the comedy section when we look at a film called Music, which is directed by Sia and is currently under a lot of scrutiny and criticism for its depiction of autism. And apparently it's uh, 
0% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's apparently just a god-awful film, and it has two noms from the Globes. So the Globes did a few screw-ups here, but they got Promising Young Woman right. Yeah, I haven't seen... I think music is the only one nominated for Best Comedy or Best mo- Drama that I haven't seen. Um, it sounds terrible, and I love bad movies, so I'm totally going to check it out. Yeah, um, I do kind of want to check it out. I don't think it's actually out yet. Like it's Yeah, I think that's screened. what I heard, too. I think it's probably for another week or so, which... Kind of sucks, but it doesn't make any sense how, yeah, a movie that has absolutely no buzz snuck into two nominations. I don't understand how that happened. When I read that, right, I did read the best. I read these two before I got to the before I quit. Um, (laughs) I was surprised there's a movie I never heard of. I assumed I would have heard of like all the big, you know, award contender movies, even sort of like the offshoot comedy musical category. I assumed I would have heard of them all. I've not seen them all. I've seen Promise nominated. That movie fucking sucks. Um, I don't know what the hell they were doing there. And yeah, I never heard of this music movie. Apparently it also sucks. So that's two of the five that are real stinkers. Um, was Palm Springs nominated? Yeah. And what's the other one? Hamilton, Palm Springs, The Prom, and Music. What's the fifth one? I imagine it would be Borat. Borat, okay. Um, so this is an easy one for Hamilton then, right? This is a fucking lock. That's a... Uh... I think Borak could win. I think Borak could win. I think Palm Springs could win, honestly. Possibly. I I think... I feel pretty good about Borat. I'd put a lot of money on Borat if I was placing bets here. Just because they got a lot of other noms in the comedy categories. I think they might just sweep the comedy section. Mm. I can see Sasha Baron getting lead actor. Maria Maria Bakalova for getting lead actress. Yeah. Hamilton's way better, though. It deserves the win. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I do also kind of agree that it's not really a best motion picture. Like, it's not really a film. It was just them recording a stage play. It was still fantastic, but... Ooh, you can't call that not a real movie. And what's it between that and a one-shot? The audience? Are you talking about, like, Birdman? Best Picture winner of 2015. Are you comparing it to that? One thought in general. You can't knock Hamilton for having you know edit like no editing and stuff like that. When 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 one shots have no editing, like 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 what's the difference, right? It's 100 percent a movie. Okay. <laughs> you have no response. <laughs> I I to me it was just the same as somebody picking up a camera and recording someone doing a speech on a stage. Like it's just it was a performance that wasn't actually a movie. It was somebody just recorded it, right? Well, it was professionally recorded. This wasn't just some guy right. a camcorder. Right, and like... Right? Uh, and and there were shots that we got in the movie that you'd never be able to get in an audience, right? There were overhead cameras above them looking down on the stage. Things like that you can't just get from the audience seat, right? No, I agree, but I... And, and to kind of backtrack here, I'm not saying it's not a movie. It's definitely a movie. It was a Disney Plus exclusive film. I just wouldn't yeah. say this is a... I wouldn't say this should be a film that would necessarily qualify for awards, in my opinion, because they're stage actors. They weren't actually casted to be in a movie. They were cast to just do a play, and then they just recorded it after. That makes sense. Like This was never made with the intent of actually being a movie. They just thought, oh, we'll quickly record this and give it to people as like a movie, but I wouldn't really say that this would be a movie that should get wins necessarily i think that's bullshit 100 percent should 
There's there's no okay. reason. If it, it, you consider it a movie, if, okay. The argument is if you consider it a movie, then it should be taken consideration like every other movie is. You know what I mean? If you don't consider it a movie, consider it a documentary per se or a recorded performance, which basically a movie is a recorded performance. Then I get the argument there. If it's not a movie, if it is a movie, it should be in contention just with every other movie for all the same reasons, right? The performances are still performances. You know, the cinematography is still cinematography. The music is still music. It should be taken into consideration the exact same. Either it is a movie and it's considered with all the other movies or it's not a movie. I don't get this. It's a movie, well, but it's not really a movie. But it's a movie, but it's not. It's well, not no. Like well, well, what you said was uh, recorded performance. That, that's exactly what it was. And I'm saying, like, you could say that's a movie. And yeah, like, uh, like I'd say, sure, like, that's a movie. But I wouldn't call it, like, an actual film that you would put in contention. And you were saying cinematography. There's not really cinematography in this movie. It was just some cameras aimed at the stage. Which is very basic, but most definitely cinematography. Cinematography doesn't have to be good. Okay, all right. I guess, I guess technically, sure. You get a bad cinematography, cinematography right? I That's fair. Terrible cinematography. That's fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. This wouldn't be getting any Oscar cinematography. That's a good point. But no, yeah, I guess. no. If you nominated for best cinematography or best editing, I'd be like, who the fuck are nominating these? You know what I mean? And I love the movie, but it should not be nominated for those. But for the things that should be nominated for, it should get just as much credit as all the other ones do. Saying that they're not the same actors because they're stage actors, not film actors, is like saying, you can't run a marathon. You're, you're a triathlon athlete. You're not allowed to run marathons. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> they can still do it. Let them do it. You know what I mean? It's still the same performance. It's still performing, right? right. Their their stage yeah. that they're normally on is still it's still what they're doing. They should be credited the same as the other all the other actors. I see where you're coming from. I am just saying I'm not gonna think anybody was robbed if it doesn't get any wins. I. Do you think that Leslie Ohm Judah should have gotten the nomination over the other Hamilton guy? I thought he was a much better performance. Yeah, I thought so too. And even like for the Tonys when they were nominated, they were both nominated for best lead for the Tonys. And Leslie Ohm Jr. ended up winning it. Yeah. So. Um, over over a uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, which he wrote the whole thing. Like, he's obviously super talented and is a, uh, a great performer in his own right. But I think in, in Hamilton itself, Leslie Ohm Jr. was a stronger performer, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He was the only one that I thought was a really strong performance from the. He's the only one that I still really remember because yeah, he was really great. My assumption was either he would get in or no one would get in. I was shocked that it was him. <laughs> I, I, I thought for sure he yeah. would get in. I thought maybe Lynn would also get a nom. I thought maybe both, if not for sure, Leslie's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised that Lynn got one. I was just more surprised that he didn't get one. Yeah, I really thought it was either Nunn or Leslie. I was really shocked when I saw the Lynn nom. At first, when I looked at it, I just assumed it was Leslie until like a few hours later, I was looking at photos like, oh, wait, wait a second. This isn't Leslie. What yeah, happened? Leslie did get a nom, though, for Best Supporting Actor, just for One Night in Miami. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he did, he did get a nom. But for One Night. No, yeah, I've heard he's very good in that. I haven't seen it, unfortunately, but... Um, yeah, it was really good. And yeah, I really liked him and his character were both really, really good. Jim Brown, and I don't remember who played Jim Brown, but um, he was awesome. I really liked his character. I thought he was great in it. Yeah, the well, one I'm that not- I heard a lot about was Leslie. I heard he was very good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Leslie, the other nominations we had here were the Sags. Right, yeah, yeah, right. They were very different from... 
the Golden Globes in that pretty much all the big contenders of the Globes were not big contenders here. Uh, Mank got like one nomination. Promising Young Woman got none. And so the, well, sorry, Promising Young Woman got obviously uh mulligan for actress i did get one okay i was gonna say they got none sorry yeah, it's I, I, I consider that i just always consider that one's a given so we don't really need to talk about it but yeah i should not call it a none if we definitely by saying none i'm glad that they didn't get that yeah so <laughs> yeah, i had to quickly jump back in there i realized what that sounded but the big contenders in this one absolutely no nominations in the golden globes uh ma rainey which I believe it got the two acting noms from Golden Globes, but that was it. Here it got a lot. It got, I believe, four nominations, five nominations. And then One Night in Miami, which got the one for Leslie in the Golden Globes. And here it walked away with three as well. So, and to Five Bloods, which hilariously got none in the Globes, not a single nomination in anything, which is crazy. Really? Not even like director nom? No Spike Lee director nom, no screenplay for Spike Lee, no lead actor nomination. All the ones that we assumed would get one, no, didn't get any for the Globes. But here, he got all of them except for the lead actor. We still did not get one for him. I mean, that's a tough category this year. I thought he was really good. I I didn't think he would ever win. Like, who got nominated before I can really say if I think he should or shouldn't have gotten nominated? He was really, really good. But I know it was a tough category this year for sure. So I'm trying to go off of memory because I don't actually have the nominations here on the article I have. I have a specific story about the SEGs, but the nominations, I believe, were obviously Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, and then the other two were uh, Gary Oldman for Mank, and then the fifth one, I'm trying to remember what the fifth one was. It can't, it's not coming to me. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen The Father yet. Obviously, I don't know who the fifth one is. Yeah, it probably gives the other three a nom over the one from The Five Bloods. Gary Ullman, Gary, like, obviously, Chadwick and, and a, uh, Riz Ahmed were phenomenal yeah. in the movies. I yeah, for me, uh, Gary I, Oldman and the, the, the Five Bloods, that's pretty neck and neck for me. I, I could go either way on that. I really yeah. could. Yeah, um, those two... I could agree or disagree with either. I, I'm kind of the guy sitting on the fence on both sides. I like them both. A Welling would fight to the death for Defy Bloods, but for me, eh, they were both great. I'd be happy They're for both. both. As far as just performances go, yeah, it's slipped down the middle. They're both really good for sure. Yeah, and so two things to note here. Uh, one is the SAGs have this unique award called the SAG Ensemble. You've heard of this, Trist, right? Uh, I've heard of it. I've been lying. I said I don't know much about it. Okay, so the SAG Ensemble is an award that they give out for the film that has the best ensemble cast, which is a very fun award, but it kind of starts to turn into their version of the best picture winner because they don't have a best picture winner. So the SAG Ensemble right, kind of turns... The screen actor skill, right? They only care about acting, really, right? Is that really yeah, the only award you exactly. care about, the acting awards? Yeah. And ensemble is a good, I like that, you know, the best ensemble, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a very fun award, and starts to kind of turn into the film that they think has the best chance at winning the Oscar, and I believe most of the time, the best picture winner is out of that roster. Normally, the five they put up, one of them ends up winning the Oscar more often than not, including last year's Shocker, they had Parasite as the ensemble nom, 
and nobody really thought much of it, and they should have because that was the first foreign film I believe they had as an ensemble nom, and it ended up winning did, Best did Picture. It last year or what won last year? I believe, I believe it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That makes sense. If you look at, yeah, that makes, yeah, okay. That's kind of just going off of what I'm assuming from the casts. I thought that's the one that won. I could be wrong. The only time that the Oscar winner isn't from the best ensemble is if it's a film carried by one performance. For example, Nomadland, which has a Nomadland. huge shot here, it didn't get ensemble, and nobody was thinking it would because it's literally just a one-person performance. Yeah, the entire yeah. movie is one, one, one actress. Yeah, so... She kills it, but it's just one person. Yeah, so for a film like that, nobody expected that to get the nomination, so it doesn't mean that doesn't have a chance. Like That's the one exception, but... Really, these are the five that you can kind of look at having a possible chance at the Oscars here, and that would be to Five Bloods getting a nom, One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, then it was Trial of the Chicago 7. I don't know, I remember. I forget what the fifth one was. One thing that I think is noteworthy, and one thing that backs up my theory that I said to Tristan months ago, is that Trial of Chicago 7 is the only one of those five have a Best Picture nomination from the Golden Globes as well, which means it's the only film that both voting parties agree on for being a worthy film for Best Picture. Hmm. I'm just saying. Normally, the winner gets nominated in both of these awards, and this is the only one that is nominated in both of the awards. Obviously, Nomadland wasn't eligible. I just realized Jews and the Black Messiah wasn't the fifth one. It was Minari. Right, yeah. And Minari wasn't eligible because of yeah. bullshit rules. So yeah, so the uh, so the two and Nomadland wouldn't have been nominated for the ensemble one. So yeah. it seems like any of those three really feel like it's a contender. Yeah, in so my Minari mind. is still an outlier. Nomadland is still a huge contender here. I really think it's between Nomadland and Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, you've been on the uh, team Chicago Seven here for a while. I think. I think I'm low key saying this constantly to kind of prepare myself for worst case scenario. Cause I, I, I really like trial, but it, I think it would just be such a bad best picture winner that I think if I keep bringing out to the universe, I'm prepared for the worst. So when nomad land inevitably wins, I'll be so happy. I don't know. I mean, I like nomad land. I don't know if I want to win best picture though. No, just to be real here. I, I like, personally, I really think promising a woman deserves it. I know it's not getting it, but that's in my heart. That's a hundred percent. The one I think should be best picture of the year. I would even like seeing like a sound of metal win person. I think that'd be a great, great. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, now we're just wishing for the uh-huh. impossible. That's definitely not getting it. Well, you think that's less possible than promising young woman? Yeah, I think promising young woman with its showing in the Golden Globes. I think it's considered a lock for nomination. I, I don't even yeah. think sound of metal is going to get nominated. That that's the thing. Oh, that's fair. That's like, sad, I, right? I think that's Promising Young Woman's a few steps ahead of Sound of Metal at this point. Like, Sound of Metal... I do, honestly, I, I really think... I think Mount Raimi's has a, uh, for sure, a nom. I, I, I don't know about winning shop. I think it's going to get a nom. Oh, yeah, no, I think Mount Raimi also has a very solid chance. I, I, yeah, I think so. And I'd like to see, I would like to see Mount, well, Mount Raimi. Well, hold on, but I like solid chance. I think, like, in my opinion, like, 5% chance of getting the win. Like, I think it has a chance. I don't think it's going to happen, but... It, does have a chance for me i think it's like 50 percent nomad land 40 percent trial of chicago 7 and then five percent mob rainy and then the other five percent you can kind of share it between uh one night in miami and promising young woman and 
Minari, they can share that 5%. Mm. Yeah, you seem pretty sold. That's going to be no matter or, or trial. Yeah, I'm very confident it's one of those two, and I think everyone thinks it's going to be Nomadland, and I'm just pointing out the information we're having here. Charles is the only one to get both nominations here. It got the second most amount of nominations in the uh, Golden Globes. It got the third most amount of nominations in the SAGs. It is destroying some of these categories. I think trial, I think the Oscars love that kind of shit. I think we're sleeping on it. Well, Mank, Mank doesn't have a chance at all, you don't think? You haven't mentioned Mank at all. I don't think it has a chance, no. I think it's going to get a lot of noms. I think it's going to get a lot of technical wins. I don't think it has much of a chance at winning Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, the Oscars would love that kind of stuff, though. Like, that's a I movie know. That are, well, the Oscars you know. really like that stuff, but Citizen Kane didn't even win Best Picture. They they want movies that make them feel something, that make them feel happy at the end. And make, at the end of it, you just go, yeah, that, that was a really great film. I'll rewatch that in a few months. Had a good time. And then you kind of just forget about it. While these other ones, you just feel happy. You feel great. Trial. They're going to eat that up. Nomad Land, they'll also eat it up. It's also a very heartfelt film. I don't know if Nomad Land or for sure not Promising Woman have the happiest endings. I don't know if these are all. Uh, well, Nomad Land is a happy, hopeful ending going off into the sunset. It's a very hopeful film. I felt happy at the end of it. I felt very happy. Like, when you feel happy watching Jojo Rabbit, though. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a very happy movie. <laughs> that's not a happy movie at all. It is a happy movie. It's about freedom. <laughs> it's about freedom. I don't know how much happier could you be? The Nazis lost. <laughs> the Nazis lost. I mean, I guess. Yeah. What is happier than that? But they were in control for the first ninety-nine percent of the movie. Doesn't matter. They danced at the end. It's over. They danced at the end. <laughs> the movie can be sad as shit, but the dance at the end is happy. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I loved it. Um. Yeah, Rabbit is still my top 10 of all time. I fucking love that film. I am saying it's not, not a great movie. Oh, I know, I know. It's not a feel-good film. No, right? no, I know. I, I think it's a feel-good movie, but I will agree with you. Promising Young Woman is not a feel-good film, uh, and that's why I don't think it's going to win. I think it's uh, it's it's too dark. Is Parasite a feel-good film? No, no. It's not really a feel-good film. But I'm just saying Green Book won over the black and white technical achievement that was Roma. So uh, I'm looking at Make and Trial of yeah, Chicago 7. Been, look, Roma was great now, but not, if we're being completely real, Roma was about as exciting as watching paint dry. I liked the movie, but it was boring as balls, all right? It was not an exciting film. In fairness, though, isn't that the same thing you could say about Mank? Um, I'm not saying I loved Mank, all right? I was just merely throwing it out there seeing if you thought it would be a potential winner. Okay. I, I think that's got a good chance only because... I, I think it's more what the Oscars like than what Roma was, but I, I get I get your argument there. It was it, it wasn't the most exciting film in the world either. Yeah, and and, and um, I liked Make more than Trial. Like I'm, uh, this isn't my personal thoughts. I just yeah, think yeah. I don't have my per- like I obviously I don't know my personal opinion. I think Hamilton should win. It was you know what I mean. But obviously not going to like I'm yeah. not, you know I'm not just talking about personal opinion. Also, I just don't know like I'm, I just kind of feel this that a sad movie can't win. Moonlight I wouldn't consider a happy movie either. I would. I'm struggling, I'm struggling to remember what happened at the very end of that one. I can't remember how it ends, uh, that one. So maybe it ends on a happy Yeah, no, it's a, I watched it pretty recently. It ends with uh, both men accepting who they are and what they've become. And Yeah, and, very... and they're in a relationship, right? Yeah. Like... yeah, I thought it was a very happy film. 
Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember the end of that one. I, I haven't seen that one since it but came out. But you're right. Um, Parasite was just the most recent winner. That that would not be classified as a happy film. So there's no. definitely outliers. Uh, and I might be eating yeah. my words here and Promising Young Woman might win. I would no, absolutely I don't think Promising Woman's going to win. Die. Not because it's not a happy film, only because I, I agree. I don't know what they're going for. Where, like, Mank, I can maybe see more of what they're, they like. Which Promising Woman's the better movie, bar none. This is the best path for Promising Young Woman. Uh, and I hope this happens because this is best case scenario for Promising Young Woman. Pretty much out of the running for best picture win, it'll get a nom. It's but going to take the same, for me, it's going to take the same path as Get Out, where it might get a best director nom, and we'll get the best picture nom. It'll get a bunch of nice nominations. It's a very genre-based film that the Oscars don't normally love, but it's just so good that they have to acknowledge it. And then it'll get a screenplay win. I think it might get the screenplay win. The Oscars kind of acknowledge, yeah, this is a pretty well-written film. It's just not our thing, so we're not going to give it anything else. That's best-case scenario. It's original, right? That's that's my question. I don't know why it's almost long to get there. It's original, right? Yeah. Which means it would have to go against Trial of Chicago 7 screenplay. Oof, that's a, that's a yeah. follow order. Yeah, which that's why I'm saying that's best case scenario. I don't even think that's going to happen, but that's its best case scenario. I think maybe they might go, okay. You didn't, you didn't even mention what, well, I realized you didn't mention, and I think you did this on purpose. I'm going to ask anyways. You didn't mention to get a best actress nom at all. You didn't even say nom. Oh, well, it's going to get the nom. Okay. Like, okay. I keep, I, that's what I think. my mind is for sure getting the nom. I would like it to get the win, but I think the authors, and with rightfully so, I think they just love Frances McDormand. I, I think you know what I mean. I think they love her, and I think she had a great performance. I don't know if it was her best performance, but because she had some phenomenal ones, but it was also a good performance. I think she's going to win that one. You know, I personally would probably give it to a uh, Mulligan. Yeah, I think personally, I love Frances so much, so I've really been thinking about this. I do think overall, I still think Mulligan's performance was a bit better, but. It's unfair to say, oh, well, this wasn't Francis McDormand's best performance, so therefore. No, see, that's, what I'm to see, that's why I agree. With you. What I was just about to say before I made that last comment there, I'm thinking maybe I think Mulligan's performance is better than McDormand's, only because I've never seen Mulligan better. I don't know if I've seen Mulligan in any movie, to be honest with you. What else has she been in? Anything I would have seen? I just watched her in Inside Lewin Davis. I don't think he's seen that. I haven't seen that one, no. I just watched that a few days ago, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's my queen Mulligan." Yeah, so 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 maybe like I think she deserved it because this is the best I've ever seen her. This is the best I've ever seen any actress in a long time. But like McDormand, I've seen her like she's really, 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 really good in this movie. But I have seen her better in other movies. You know what I mean? I've seen her even better. So maybe that's why I'm thinking Mulligan's performance was better, only because I've seen McDormand do even better than she did here, even though she still did phenomenal in this movie. So maybe that's why I'm thinking Mulligan deserves to win over yeah, McDormand, which and not, is like, a little thinking, unfair because yeah, this wasn't. Francis' best performance, but for me, this is still very on par with the best performance of this year. Like, I still think hers is just as great as Mulligan's. I think right now, I still feel like Mulligan's was better. But honestly, if yeah. Francis wins, I'm still stoked. I'm gonna. I think, really, I think in any other given year, either one of these could easily win best lead actress. I think the, the fact they both came out this year, I think, this makes a really, really tight race. I think they're both phenomenal. Yeah, I've um, said this once, I'll say it again. I think the lead actress category is my favorite of the year it's better than best picture right now i think this is very exciting i love watching those two and even viola davis i know she's kind of pushed out now but i think she might have an outside chance i still love her i love these three 
I really think McDormand's getting it. Because if I were a Batman, I would think I think Francis is going to get it. But like I said, I think all three of them deserve. It. I think they all did phenomenal. I think we need to wait to see the nominate. I think we need to wait to see what the actual Oscar nominations are. Because I think the Globes is going to give it to Mulligan. I think clearly Globes is high on Promising Young Woman. It got all four nominations it could have. I think Mulligan's going to win the Globes. And I think Mulligan might continue this high. Uh, yeah. I, I hope she does. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's been a very fun race for the actresses here. Uh, before we wrap up the nominations here, there was one more point I wanted to make. I had two here. One, keep an eye on trial. But number two... I just want to acknowledge this record that was just broken, and that is at the SAGs, Chowick Bozeman was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for To Five Bloods, for Best Lead Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then for the SAG Ensemble, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and To Five Bloods were both nominated, with him being part of the ensemble for both. So that means that Chowick Bozeman has broken the record for most nominations in one ceremony for the SAGs. That's incredible. That's that's real impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. I did see on like the, just the headlines saying he broke records. I didn't read it and see what records he broke. I knew I'd figure it out later. I figured we'd be talking about it. I'd probably hear about it more on the news and stuff that I watch. But I, um, that's real impressive, you know. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if uh, the Defy Bloods performance is worthy of a supporting actor perf- uh, nomination, but just to get that award is awesome and i'm just stoked that he got that nomination because that is so cool that somebody was able to get into that with four nominations i feel like that's gonna be impossible to break i don't know how you can break that you can tie it by doing the same thing is there a physical way to break it is there a fifth thing well, you be nominated for? technically you could break it which would be nearly impossible by being nominated for best lead actor being nominated for best supporting actor and then being nominated for three ensemble performances Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're okay. So I just wonder if there's a technical way to break it, but you're right. okay. If you're in even more ensemble performances, that means that you're going to have to be in three award-caliber films within one year. Yeah. It's just <laughs> insane to think about. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Being in two award-caliber films alone is, is, is nuts. Especially being in two award-caliber films in the year you pass away is really, really crazy. Yeah, to have him break this record on this year, it is crazy. It's very exciting. I wonder if Welling was aware of this, because I know he's very high on his performance in Five Blood, so he might have really liked this. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Welling's stoked with that. Yeah, a very um, cool statistic, though. I would have never assumed that would have been possible, because it seems very unlikely. Yeah, the, yeah the, the odds of that happening seem pretty freaking slim. You're going to have to be one hell of an actor. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chadwick Boseman is only picking up steam. I think he's kind of getting further and further ahead of the crowd here for best lead actor. Yeah, you're right. That's a... Yeah, it's looking possible now, eh? Yeah, like Riz Ahmed is doing really well in a lot of the indie awards. Like, he's almost tied with Chadwick here. I don't see him doing well in the SAGs or the Globes or the Oscars. I think they're all just going to want to celebrate Chadwick. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's tough to argue against that, too, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, Riz no, Ahmed for sure. Nothing but respect for Riz Ahmed. But, like, Chadwick, come on. And to be fair, this like- is one where I personally think Riz Ahmed was the best performance. 
but I think Chadwick winning is a bigger story. Like, I think that's just more important to his character in Ma Rainey and just this year as a whole. I think it's just perfect. And I really just think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that we're all happy with. It's just a happy story. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think, I think Riz Ahmed, if we're looking at better performances, I'd probably give Riz Ahmed the, the edge. If I'm looking at who I think deserves it or who, who I want to win it, probably give him Chadwick Boseman the edge for sure there. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that, that's another good term to use. Yeah, I think Riz Ahmed is the better performance, but I think Chadwick Boseman is the deserving one because Riz Ahmed is brand new into acting. This is his first time being in the award circle. He's going to be here a few more times. This is Chadwick's last stance. This is his time to shine, and he just shined in the stakes. He's doing great. Yeah. So, no, I agree with that. Uh, I'm excited to watch The Father. For Anthony Hopkins, I've heard the terms being used that this is his best performance since Silence of the Lambs, and it's fantastic, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, too. Yeah, so we can quickly talk about a few little smaller stories here since we just freaked out about the nominations here. Tristan, let's talk. I got a few funny ones here for you, Tristan, but the main one here is have you heard about the hackers that have locked men's penises in chastity cages because they hacked into the locker security? I, yeah, I actually I have heard about this. Yeah, um, I thought you might have. Well, I, I pay attention to all penis-related news. You know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tristan just, just follows the Twitter account at Penises Daily. Yeah, well, I run the Twitter account, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. My, okay, now this is obviously a hilarious. But you also got to think, like, most of these chastity cases, and they got locked, the person's probably not wearing it. Like, like the, the user has no... The, the, the hacker has no idea whether they're wearing it or not. So they just locked all of like, this model... Of, of chastity cases all at once. And so you got to think of very, only like 2% of people own them probably wearing it, right? Yeah. But then you got to think, if you're into that thing, isn't this exactly what you're into? You know what I mean? Like, isn't this what you're wanting? I think this is only a positive here for these guys. I think <laughs> yeah, real it's only good. Yeah. What are people complaining about? This is what they bought it for, to keep it secure. Is there any other way for them to get it off? Like, like can they like break it or something like that? Or are they real? Fun? Is this thing like metal? Like how? Like, is there any other way they can get this thing out, or, or do they just gotta pay up? Is that like the only option? <laughs> I don't know. I think they need to wait for uh, for them to like break the hack. I think they need to wait for the software just to like shut down or something. I, yeah, I don't really know if there's any way that anything that they can do. They kind of just have to hope that the company figures something out. Yeah, you know, I think that's these guys' faults. All right, why would you get a chastity cage? That's operated from a phone. Just get one that has a lock, like a normal freaking person. Like, why is it operated from a phone? Who needs, like, a futuristic smart chastity belt? What are we doing? <laughs> but what if you wanted to be the Terminator? The t- <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. You want to be from the future. You want to be all high-end with your chastity dick. <laughs> your chastity dick. I, that's the thing. I think, I think that's the thing. Like, I'm very much against, like, smart items that just have no need to be like smart all right there's yeah, no reason fair. for like 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 a refrigerator connected to the wi-fi that's just stupid there's, there's no reason for a refrigerator connected to the wi-fi all you're doing is i'm possibly have shit like this happening where someone hacks your refrigerator right you know what i mean like like things that don't need to be hooked up to the internet don't hook them up to the internet that sounds stupid to me 
Like, obviously, like, smartphones and laptops, like, yeah, I get. But, like, if it doesn't have to be hooked up to the internet, why add random-ass internet capabilities that do very little and just open up for a lot more security flaws and just things break naturally, right? It, it sounds real stupid to me. Uh, just, it, this is their own fault. Well, maybe they are intentionally taking the one that is connected to the Wi-Fi to let the FBI know, hey, guys, I am not fucking around. I'm not fucking any girls right now. This is quarantine. I am securing my penis. You know that I am not out roaming about. I am following protocols. Maybe it's just for, like, their own safety. What a stupid fucking reason. I'm not saying it's a good one. I'm just saying uh, maybe this is just them kind of letting the FBI know that they're uh, being safe. Yeah, and now they're peeing through a plastic cage for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah, yes. I like to think it's unfixable. They're stuck with it for life. I feel like you can just break the cage part with like a rock, and then you have like that weird ring around your penis for the rest of your life. That'd be a cool ring. Yeah, except like when the moment you, your penis gets hard, it's going to really freaking hurt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would suck. And I liked how you were saying how most of them are locked without it being around the penis. Because obviously you're right. They just locked it all without actually seeing yeah. if it was secure on anybody. So I do like to think that somebody's like, man, I got this urge. I got to throw in the chastity thing. But it's locked. I can't put it on. Well, then if you think these people only own one chastity belt, you're so wrong. People <laughs> that are into this kind of shit have like eight different ones for different occasions. All right. Well, they they totally have backup, ones right? for different moods. Like, all right, I'm going out to the club. Time to put on my club chastity. Time to put on the fancy one, you know? Yeah. The they got like different names for them. Like, all right, Henry, do your work tonight, baby. Go into the rave. Time to get the one with the strobe light on it. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? right. All right, going to church. I gotta make or going to someone's funeral. I gotta make sure I get the black one. Be presentable. Yeah, well, yeah, you gotta wear black at the funeral. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, out of respect. Yeah. 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 I no, I like to think that's. Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, silly Mitras. I'm not accustomed to this culture. I don't follow the penis daily like some people. But uh, I was not aware that there was like a. It was like a game of Pokemon. You got to collect them all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They totally own more than one. Yeah. yeah. I'm over here collecting Blu-rays and other people are over there collecting chastities. My apologies. Exactly. Uncultured I am. I actually just bought eight more Blu-rays yesterday. So, you know, very exciting. Nice. Any good ones? Well, I think I, I think all of them are bangers, obviously, because I bought them. But I bought Social Network and Gone Girl from Fincher. And then I got Prisoners. Have you seen that one, Tristan? Yeah, I've seen Prisoners. Okay, I was going to say, I imagine you would like that. Yeah, so I got that one. I got Easy A, because that's just a classic comedy. I like that one. And then Cabin in the Woods. I think one of my favorite comedies of the 2010s, believe it or not. So, Is that yeah. a comedy or horror? Well, a comedy horror. Dark comedy. I, I feel like I gotta rewatch it. I don't remember it being very funny. I remember liking it, but I don't oh, it's hilarious! Being... Yeah, no, you should. Uh, you might need to rewatch. It's great. I, I I don't really remember it in general too much. I gotta rewatch that. I haven't seen it. In... A high recommend. I I think I watch it once or twice a year. Like I watched. I've seen it three, four times now. I really like it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so yeah, you know, four years probably. Yeah. It's got a bunch of, and then I got a few Tarantino movies I haven't seen yet because I plan on doing a Tarantino binge. Tarantino's awesome. Yeah, so I own like four of his movies now. I've seen all of his stuff. I've only seen like one of his films and I own four. Nice. And it's not even the one that you own then. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even own Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, another story here. One that might make you scratch your head here and think how real this really is, but we have the Texas Police Department. They uh, mistakenly send out an Amber Alert email to everybody in the city listed as Chucky as the suspect. Wait, what's the, the suspect just named Chucky? Because Chucky's a real name. Like, there are people named Chucky. <laughs> yeah, no, that would not be a fun story. No, no, no. The Amber Alert was an email sent out with a photo of the doll Chucky saying that Chucky is age 28 years old with blue eyes, weighs 16 pounds, and then race is other in brackets doll. And then additional information is blue denim overalls with multicolored striped sleeve shirt wielding a huge kitchen knife. That's their additional information about the suspect. Oh, actually, I actually heard of this story. Uh, I actually, I, yeah, I heard of this one. And yeah, from what I heard, from what I, what I, what I was told, yeah, apparently this is like a like a mock-up of like a suspect report type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And then it, it just meant for like a training exercise, and like, hey, make a support based on Chucky or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a rather than you know how to find a real criminal or whatever, do this right. you know training report on. And then somehow it actually got emailed out. It just yeah. shouldn't have been emailed, is what it was, right? It's sort of just like a like a funzy sort of training exercise to make this fake suspect report about Chucky because why not and then uh, yeah, it got emailed out by an accident I think it was it was, it was a mistake right yeah 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 that's what I was about to say Tristan you know all these stories already uh, you're, you're, a, you're a pro you do I am wise with the world Quinton yeah that's right uh, yeah so at first I saw this article I thought it was fake yeah I thought oh, what police station would send out this amber alert of the Chucky doll uh, and then I started the video and uh, no sure enough it was real but Obviously, the caveat was it was a little test demo, which makes sense. You would just have a film villain be like the villain card for the Amber Alert. So it makes sense. And yeah, they just mistakenly emailed it out. Yeah, things like that happen. Yeah. Uh, So the last one here, Tristan, you know, if you want to take your chastity off and you want to let a girl know that you're into them this Valentine's Day. I know just has this happen to him at least three times a week. At least. Yeah, so Valentine's Day is next weekend, and so a good way to let them know that you're interested, Tristan, is there is now a American shop that you can order through Uber Eats or American Express. I don't know uh, how great that's going to be for us up in here in Canada, but I believe in you, Tristan. You can have your own ways here. You can now send chicken sandwiches that have writing on the top of the bun like those Valentine Day hearts that say, I'm yours, be mine, XOXO, on the top of a chicken sandwich bun. I actually saw those with beef jerky also, beef jerky in the shape of a heart. That says things like that. It behaves you too much of a man for little <laughs> candies. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're one to send one to a guy, go with the beef jerky. But I think a girl, or all people, like a good... Uh, Chicken Everyone sandwich. likes chicken sandwiches, yeah. all right? You'd be hard to find someone who doesn't like chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it, it, honestly, if you give a girl a chicken sandwich that says, be mine on top of the bun embroidered on it, and she goes, eh, pass. I don't really She's like chicken sandwiches. Uh, yeah, you dodged a bullet. Yeah, you don't want to be in that relationship. Yeah. That's a, that's a no from me, dog. That's You can't trust that. Yeah, uh, Honestly, it'd be, it's a... Uh, it's it's a good thing in disguise because now you get a free chicken sandwich. It's yours now. 
be mine, baby, you know? Yeah, he just turned to the bird like, all right, I guess you're mine now. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I had this up in Canada. It would have made my Valentine's Day gift very simple. Uh, just order a few chicken sandwiches. Yeah, she would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, it would have been a total win here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think more food should do this because honestly, Tristan, those Valentine's Day hearts that taste like chalk, they're it disgusting. so bad. Those things are awful. They're absolute Within shit. The, ha, Valentine's Day candy are the worst. You have three options. The shitty chalk-shaped hearts, the heart-shaped suckers, which are somehow the best of the three. I don't know how the fuck that happened. And those terrible cinnamon hearts. All three of them are oh. awful. They're all bad options. Yeah, yeah all three are horrible, but... There's still the obvious Lindor chocolates you can go oh, for. Chocolates in general, I think, are the real... Yeah. You know, a heart-shaped box of chocolates is just classic. You know, I think that's the... Yeah, I think the other ones are slowly dying. I think every year, more and more people have wisened up and realized that there's only one good option, and that's chocolates. Uh, these chalky hearts yeah. and the little lollipops and, oh my God, the cinnamon hearts are the worst. Yeah, they should just be dying I don't out. know. I always love that flavor, Quentin. I like the freaking chalk things. Those are better than the chalk things. Yeah. Yeah, the chalk things are bad. They're, they're, they're terrible. They're all bad. All three I, of them are I bad. like them a little bit more than the cinnamon hearts just because it has little phrases like be mine and feel a little good about yourself they're before. They're cute. Just like the aesthetic of them are cute. So I think a lot of people buy them more so for like the aesthetic rather than actually eating yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah, just because just they're cute, yeah. I remember there's that one weird person out there who you know fucking loves them. They wait every year for Valentine's Day to buy a whole bunch of them. There's, there's, there's got to be some of those people. They don't even wait for Valentine's Day. Just, it just They stock them up and they're good to go for the year. They're stoked. Yeah, they just go to bulk, bulk barn and just buy bags and bags. Right yeah. There. Yeah, it's like me with eggnog during the Christmas season. Yeah, but they never go bad because it's just, it's just like... It's just chalk, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just chalk. It doesn't, doesn't come. You can't convince me otherwise. It's chalk. It's edible chalk. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so gross. Yeah. So literally, this chicken sandwich is the perfect substitute because it does not taste like shit, and it still has the cute little uh, embroiders on them. Wait, wait. Do you think we'll see like like what company is doing the, the making these sandwiches? Is it just like a? I think it's just like a family spot in like a few places around America. That's my assumption. It doesn't have a company name. Like, do you think next year will we see like Burger King or something doing this? Well, I was saying this is definitely something that McDonald's would love to jump on. Is it the kind of like Burger King more so does those like randomly like trying to be trendy type things? Don't That's fair. Yeah, Burger McDonald's. King likes to do more weird stuff. Like we already know, like like nowadays, like the heart shaped pizza is just kind of like a mainstay of Valentine's Day. I can see right? Wendy's doing it as well. They're already like the red icon with the girl on the logo. Like I feel like yeah. they also sell chicken sandwiches. I think they might be a good option too. Yeah, I can I, I, I could do it. I feel like one of the best places to do this would be something like White Castle, where it's like all like the little sliders. So you like a bunch of like little ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that would really knock us out of the park if they could they could do something like that. Yeah, White Castle would be a good option. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, those are really all the stories we have this week, Tristan. You you heard of all of them? You you could have hosted it this week. I, I, I could have, man. <laughs> yeah. It would have been way freaking better if I did, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You would have you would have had them all the award talk focus on Hamilton instead. Look, Hamilton deserves all the awards. Yeah. We got to do more crappy reviews. We'll have to watch music sometime and do a quick review on one of these podcasts. I am down. I will review music on here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that have too. Have you seen yeah. the prom yet? Pardon me? Have you seen the prom? 
That I one was not. nominated for Best Picture. I have not. Sport. I will watch it eventually. Some of James Corden was nominated for Best Actor in a Comedy Musical. Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And then Jared Leto was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor, I think. But uh, yeah, he for got what? a nomination for uh, the new film that we were just discussing from HBO Max. Uh, enjoy the little things or oh yeah okay so i never heard the movie until last week right then on twitter this week i saw some people tweeting like man that movie is terrible i saw people tweeting how bad that movie was apparently it's awful yeah apparently it's really bad and jared leto despite it being so bad has now gotten two nominations for it i mean that's fair we can never forget that suicide squad is an oscar-winning movie there you go. Yeah, and Jared Leto might just win an Oscar from this performance. Who knows at this point? Who knows? Anything else you want to say, Joseph, before we wrap it up here? No, that's it. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. And until then, have a fantastic day.